one Saturday afternoon, I guess, Mr. Blue Sky came on. And I was like, this is crazy. What is this song? Because it is a crazy song. It's so out there. It's so awesome. It's so cosmic. It's like spacey. And now it's time to play it back. The show where we talk about the songs we love, hate, and appreciate. I'm John Asante. And I'm Gia Jung. And on today's show, we talk about shutting up and listening. You know those times where you thought you knew all about some type of music like R&B or classic rock until someone blew your mind about how each one started? So I can totally remember the time when my mom schooled me on hip-hop. I was 13 and I loved listening to Nelly. Hold up. 13, Nelly? Yeah, I'm dating myself a little bit, right? Uh, well, I think I'm dating myself because I, I feel like I was dancing to Nelly in college, I hate to say. <laughs> <laughs> Beginning of college. Oh my god. I loved Nelly's first album, or at least I think it was his first album. Well, I love Country Grammar. Yeah. Um, I was all about that album. It was the soundtrack to my eighth grade trip to DC. And I remember wearing a band-aid on my face like Nelly one day oh, in gym wow. class. I don't know, someone scratched me, maybe playing basketball or something. I remember listening to Ride With Me one day and I remember like my mom caught wind of that and she was like, what are you listening to? You, you call it hip hop? And I go, yeah. That, I'm like, this is what's hot, mom. This is great. And she said, let me show you what really hip-hop really started, like some real true hip-hop. Uh, and I go, nah, because my mom, I knew my mom for, you know, playing disco hits and stuff like that. And all about like R&B and all that stuff, like playing like Cool in the Gang and Marvin Gaye and all that stuff. Uh, but then she puts on something that uh, blew the world away in 1979. She pulls out a tape and puts on Rapper's Delight, The Sugar Hill Gang. And nice. yeah, I mean. I know that song. I said a hip I mean, it's funny because it's so historic, but I mean, it feels dated, you know? That's exactly what I thought when I first heard it, which sounds, it sounds terrible because I was listening to it in like yeah. early 2000, you know? Well, I, I was listening to it when I was playing on the radio. Maybe I'm just dating myself <laughs> again. But, well, I guess I was in um, early elementary school, but I have really good memories because that was when um, my sister and I just started listening to the mainstream radio and that song would come on a lot. And we thought it was hilarious because it's like a whole story. And there's this big element of um, this guy has to sit down at a dinner table and eat food that he doesn't want to. And he gets like a huge stomach ache and essentially runs out with diarrhea and has to get pectate. I mean, it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, there's so many puns in it. It's really yeah. goofy. It's super long. And then you call your friend two weeks later to see how he has been. And he says, I understand about the food, babe, but Bubba, well, we're still friends. With a hip but I think I grew to love it because my mom was telling me all these little bits about it. Like, look, this was like the biggest, this was kind of like the start of hip hop. This wasn't the first hip-hop song but it was the first song that really went big commercially as you know hey this is what hip-hop is about it's funny because it just kept coming up later more and more in my life I guess like one of those things where just like once you hear it you notice it everywhere like the next year at my school's talent show three guys performed it 
like anytime I heard it randomly on the radio or at a party, I was super thankful that my mom you know, put me on to it. Because um, you appreciated it all the more, you knew. Oh yeah, the it, whole background. It, it set the context of like how how much hip hop had evolved from 1979 to 2000, which I mean, it still evolved so much more than. Yeah. I mean, wherever Nelly may be, I'm sure he's somewhat, hopefully, thankful for the guys in the Sugar Hill Gang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, that's how I got schooled. I mean, yeah. I don't know about you. Well, but... I mean, this is about a totally different genre, but I know that. Uh, The most recent thing was I witnessed someone being schooled. So I was in a car with a bunch of people, and in the car, uh, a young father was driving, and he has a young son who I suppose is 9 or 10 years old. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, dad is there playing some Smiths, and everyone in the car is happy except this kid, and he's just like, why don't we play some real music? What is this stuff? Like, every moment, some smart-ass comment just... (laughs) you know pretending he couldn't stand it but yet he was intrigued and he kept talking so we switched it to smashing pumpkins which is also you know unrelatable to this (laughs) fourth grade third grade boy so he just started um sounding off about that too and then i said hey why don't we play mayonnaise because mayonnaise is actually one of the most underrated i don't know that it's underrated but it's one of the alternative smashing pumpkin songs it's incredible you know yeah it's not and, like it's no tonight like not, not everybody's gonna name drop it yeah right? i was just like you know what'll get this kid to that's what i was thinking i, I thought he, he'll like this you know <laughs> he won't be able to say anything because i don't understand anyone who wouldn't be moved by this music to silence and just to listen <laughs> um and his dad was really excited about the idea and he said oh yeah totally we're gonna play manny's so he started up the tune but then <laughs> The little boy was talking and talking still, and his father said, just be quiet. Seriously, stop talking. You have to listen to this. Just stop. And it it wasn't mean per se, but he was just dead serious. So there was just silence, and the, the whole song played out, and it was pretty awesome. What was the kid's reaction afterwards? We'll never really know because he was just kind of quiet. And and then after that, he just started motor mouthing again as soon as the next song came on or whatever. So we'll never know. Nobody nobody really probed farther than that. I hope one day that kid is like, I'm a badass because of this. I know. Who who knows how long it'll take him, though? Who knows? Maybe he'll become a musician and be like, it all goes back to that moment in the car. (laughs) And... I wanted to say how much I liked it, but instead I, I just said all these other little smart alecky things. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> totally. So yeah. the experience for our guest today, um, and I talked with her over FaceTime. She was in the UK at the time when we talked. Um, her experience was sort of a mind-blowing one during her teenage years uh, when she had her first job was working with some elders, or you'll hear how they're not that much older than she was, (laughs) but they opened her up to this like joyful operatic tune by Electric Light Orchestra. And that's all I'm going to say. I'll just let her take it from here. I'm Laura Colleen, and I'm an actor, and I'm currently studying for a master's in theatre in London. So when I was a teenager, I worked in the local florist I grew up in suburban London, northeast London, and I was 14 and it was about that time where I wanted some, well, I always wanted independence, but I was like, 
I want to earn my own money. I want to buy my own stuff and, yeah, get out in the world. So I remember I walked down our main little high street with uh, my friend Becky Angel. And she printed out loads and loads of resumes. I mean, our resumes had so much on them at 14 years old. <laughs> and uh, she was like handing them into everywhere. And I just printed one. And I was like, I want to work in the flower shop. I think it would be really nice. So I went in there and, um, you know, it's a little tiny family run place, really sweet. And they called me in and they were like, yeah, like, come and be the Saturday girl. You can come in, you know, once a week and help us out. So it was when I was 14 and I worked there till I was 18. So pretty much I spent every weekend of, almost every weekend of my teenage life in this florist. Wow. And it was lovely. It was, um, you know, it was full of these wonderful women and beautiful flowers. And these women that worked there were, I mean, I was 14. They were probably in their 30s and 40s. So kind of, you don't really hang out with people that much older than you when you're that age. They just seem like so much more adult yeah completely um Mm. and going through such different things to you know you're like thinking about whatever assignment you have to hand into class and if you can like go to drama club and choir on a Wednesday like they're thinking (laughs) about different things so it was you know it was a gift to get to make friends with these women who are still my friends you know I still I still speak to them and they were with me for some crazy years of life, like 14 to 18. How much does a person change in that space of time? But something that I loved so much about working in a florist is that if somebody walks into a flower shop to buy flowers, they've got a story. You don't just buy flowers usually. It's like you're saying sorry to somebody or you're saying happy birthday or somebody's passed away or it's your wedding or, you know, Mother's Day. Like people want to tell their stories because they want whatever the reason is that they're buying the flowers to come through in the gift itself. So I would, I, I was just like an audience, I felt like, most of the time that I worked there, to people's life stories. It was really beautiful. That's nice. And what's the most awkward uh, situation in which you were giving flowers or oh were told to, you know, prepare flowers for? So many. Um, <laughs> which one is going to win? I can remember this uh, so vividly, actually, one Valentine's Day these two guys came in together to buy flowers for their respective girlfriends. And, like, one of them was like, oh, I think, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just get a single rose. The other one was like, yeah, yeah, me too. And the other one was like, oh, actually, I think maybe I'll, I'll get three, like, two red and one white. The other one was like, yeah, 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 me too. And they just kept, like, trying to trump each other. And they eventually got to a point where they were, like, getting, like, two dozen red roses each. And they were like, stop copying me, man. They're going to know that we copied each other. It was just... <laughs> It's like, whenever you guys are done, just let me know what you need and I'll be happy to sort you out. Um, <laughs> learning learning life lessons, just like, let, let people fight it out. And yeah, the life lessons of a florist. Um, so, so you had the customers and then you had the cast of characters that you worked with, the other florists, yeah, the ladies in the 30s yeah, and 40s. Totally, yeah. Oh, special characters, yeah. It's right to call them characters too. They're awesome. I walked past this shop um, on my way to the station still sometimes and uh, they still work there like the two the two main women Tracy and Louise they were probably in like their 30s like early 30s and just because I was so young I saw them as in their 40s that terrible um, <laughs> but they were they were the two full-timers and so different they're like chalk and cheese they are so different to each other but they've I mean god they've spent decades of their lives together now 
So, in discovering the song, Louise, like, I think sometimes the way to tell about a person is kind of their music taste. Louise, like, loves rock, guitar-led songs. She loves um, music from the 70s and 80s. And then Tracy, you know, this was the 90s, and Tracy loved all the modern stuff, like, all the pop that was coming out, you know? Like, was she, was she blasting Spice Girls? I mean, who wasn't? If you want to be my lover... um yeah i i wouldn't put it past her yeah yeah she 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 liked light entertainment from her songs whereas louise was like i want to get down and get down so we you know you're at a florist it's cold in the winter it's cold in the summer like it's a beautiful place to work but it's not like the most comfortable place to work and we didn't have a lot of home comforts but we did have a radio and the radio was like the holy grail in that place there was this worktop this kind of bench and the radio was at the end of it and if you could be at the end of the bench working next to the radio that was the coveted spot to work in and tracy and louise always had it because they were the full timers so you know they outranked me for a number of reasons and i i would always want louise to get that spot so that she could dictate what we were listening to because i loved all the old music i mean you know i loved the spice girls as well but (laughs) i just loved you know and the thing about louise was that something could come on And she had all of this amazing anecdotal knowledge of like, well, maybe to me it seemed like amazing because she had grown up with some of this music and, you know, she could tell me like where she was the first time that she heard a song, just like I'm telling now. Um, She could tell me about gigs that she went to when these bands performed or like, I don't know. She, she, She was just like a treasure trove of music knowledge of that stuff. One afternoon, one Saturday afternoon, I guess, Mr. Blue Sky came on. And I was like, this is crazy. What is this song? Because it is a crazy song. It's so out there. It's so awesome. It's so cosmic. It's like spacey. Mr. Blue Sky, please tell us why you had to hide away for so long. Where did we go wrong? Yeah, it's kind of all over the place. It changes. It just changes so much. It, just, it kind of develops. It's like... Yeah, you think, you think that like three times you think the song has ended. And then it's like, oh, no, there's another bit. Um, But it's totally different to the last bit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There's like the vocoder singing. Yeah, crazy vocoder. And that, like, I love a guitar solo that you feel like you can sing along to, but it's still, like, wild. Mm -hmm. It's so weird. it goes operatic at one point and then it sounds like a symphony at the end and oh and at the beginning it's just like okay this is a fun happy song and by the end of it you're like wait is this this still the same song what is going on it's so cool like I remember being like oh my god Louise what is this and she was like shh be quiet and I would think the song had ended and I'd be like tell me tell me and she'd be like look just listen stop it like three times you'd be like hold your horses I don't know I just I suppose it kind of typifies that time of my life where I was getting all of this knowledge about stuff that had come before me. And, like, how many other teenage girls are hanging out with people and getting to hear that and learn about that and be surrounded by pretty smelling flowers? (laughs) (laughs) Are there any any flowers that you associate ELO with or Mr Blue Sky with? I mean, no, not, not automatically, but if I... You know, just thinking about it, it, that song is so sunny and happy. It's like, you know, sunflowers. 
How corny. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, but it's kind it's, of a corny song. It's a little kitsch, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, just... I'm, like, looking over the lyrics right now. It just is, like, sun is shining in the sky and a cloud in sight. It just it really... And, it, like, it's almost like he's having... The, yeah, he's it ain't Wordsworth. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. That's true. It's, but yeah, it's having, straightforward. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You're right. It's straightforward. He's, like, having, a basically, a conversation with the sky. Oh, that's what it sounds like right like just hey come out why did you have to hide away for so long I always think of um, April showers from Bambi at the end of this song like the sun coming out after the storm I think it's like it's cute (laughs) yeah it's a crazy song it to me it's it's a little bit like um you know, he's a musician. He's a phenomenal musician. He's written so much music and had such a prolific career. We're talking about the... Jeff the Lynn. Musical. Jeff Lynn, the guy who's singing and he's playing uh-huh. most of the instruments um, and he's a songwriter. Uh, to me, I like, it sounds a little bit like um, he's talking about inspiration. Mm-hmm. Like, why did you have to hide away for so long? Like, oh, yes, okay, amazing. The sun's shining. I can write this song. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. It's just so happy. I did a little experiment this morning. I woke up and I put it on straight away and I leapt out of bed. I just like, I just wanted to like dance and throw my head around. And like, there's such funny little um, sound effects and stuff. Like there's the sound of the cowbell, but apparently they're actually hitting a fire extinguisher. They just like grabbed objects from the building and started using them for the song. There's that line that goes running down the avenue and then you hear someone go, I'm like jumping around my room, just like going, and like, oh god, you just can't help it to sing along and jump around. It's so good. I love it. So, like, clearly, from the time you heard it until present day, it's had this grandiose effect on you. Like, so you're still in the the uh, sorry, I'm gonna say coffee shop. Wow, florist, Uh, floor (laughs) shop. And you hear the song, and the florist is telling you to like quite just listen. Yeah, uh, almost like it. almost like a cathartic experience. Um, yeah, actually, I guess so. I guess what did you have a, a need where you're like I need to hear that again? Yes, because it's so weird. I think I was like I need to hear that again to make sure that I got it. Like, did I understand what I just heard? Did I hear what I just heard? I don't know what that... (laughs) But also, like, it made me feel so good. You know, like, there wasn't a lot of room back there for dancing, but I definitely did when that song came on. (laughs) So, yeah, for sure. I I didn't, like, you know, run to the local Woolworths and (laughs) buy the album or anything, probably because they wouldn't have been selling it because it's, like, 77 or something, I think it was recorded. I definitely sought it out. But then it also... I mean, this always happens with songs that you love. You go through these cycles in life and you can go for years without hearing a song. And then when you finally hear it again, it's almost like a brand new gift, a brand new experience. And I guess whatever things you've been through in your life that you can bring to the experience of listening to a song as well, it ch- you, you change as you approach the song. You like it, right? I do. I love it. I absolutely love it. And it's really helped me out, like, I guess when I've just had a bad day at work or something like that. Mm. Um, do you, can you recall any specific moments where it either came on or you played it and it really just kind of like made you feel that way again? Yes. God, it's probably hundreds. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had a really wonderful relationship um, with a really wonderful person when I was in my early 20s. And 
we were just going through a tough time. It was like towards the end of our relationship and I wasn't emotionally equipped to be dealing with what we were going through and I'm not sure if he was either and it was like, oh, maybe we should break up but neither of us want to break up and I can remember just like waking up one morning and just feeling the weight of it on me and looking at him and seeing the weight of it on him and just like, oh, you know, we've all been there. So I, and I remember NASA played Mr. Blue Sky to wake up some astronauts once. <laughs> and I can remember like thinking that and being like, maybe I should play Mr. Blue Sky to help like wake us up, like out of this, like just like play it and see how it goes. We came alive, the whole room, it felt like, came alive. Like, we were bouncing off of the walls, jumping on the bed, like, singing the song at each other, just, like, smiling and feeling full of life and happiness and, like, you know, just experiencing being silly and happy with somebody that you love, no matter what you're going through. Like, it was... That was nice. That was good. Like, a a moment of bliss. Yeah, it is. It is is blissful. I think you're right. You, You... it's so easy to lose yourself in that song. Laura, thank you so much for sharing your story. Ever since we chatted about Mr. Blue Sky many, many moons ago, I can't help but play it when I'm having a downer of a day. It's like a song that feels like a warm blanket on a cold day. If that even makes any sense, you know? Just keeps you comfortable. Laura is an actor who splits her time between New York and London. She's also a neo-futurist, and starting in spring of 2017, she'll perform weekly in London in the production of Too Much Light Makes the Baby Go Blind. And since we've chatted, Laura has graduated with a master's in text and performance from the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art in Burbeck from the University of London. Congrats, Laura. You can find out all about her work at lauracolleen.com. That's K-I-L-L-E-E-N. Play It Back is produced by me, John Asante. And me, Gia John. Shout out to Amos Rose for making our theme music. If you're a fan of our work, subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. And honestly, we'd love it if you could rate our podcast and leave a review so we get your feedback and also so people can find it more easily and know what we're all about. You can also find us on Facebook at Play It Back. We're on Twitter at Play It Back Radio. And if you want to learn more about ELO's Mr. Blue Sky, check out our website, playitbackradio.tumblr.com. As always, we want to hear from you. Is there a song that an older friend or family member introduced to you that has made a huge impact on your life? Let us know. Drop us a line at playitbackradio at gmail.com. Thanks so, so much for listening. Bye.